We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted the Film Show. You're listening to Unscripted the Film Show. You can't handle the truth! Man, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! <laughs> You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon, if that's when you're listening to this. I'm naked. <laughs> I'm not. The microphone is, and it feels really weird. That you're was, listening to Unscripted. Was, people were saying, what? Not undressed. What's going on? This is very, very strange that... Uh, the uh, way to start a show. Make it um, Thursday. Yes, yes. That's, uh, oh, that's like that, ASMR. You'd hate that <laughs> if you had your headphones on. I can't hear it because no. I haven't got my headphones on because I'm naughty. I'm apologies very naughty. For some people and like the opposite of apologies for other people. <laughs> some people go, ooh, ooh, keep doing it. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, dear. But you are listening to Unscripted. It's a full house today, finally. I'm, I'm back. I've been busy and I don't know. Cecilia's had... Time off as well at some point. I can't remember. Everything just blends you know, into one, doesn't it? It mushes together at this time of the year, doesn't it? Sure does. I don't know. It was kind of weird. I, I, I think I prefer. No, I didn't. I didn't prefer last week's show because you you weren't here. I preferred last week's show because <laughs> at the end of the show, I was going to be going on a plane and going to the Gold Coast. First time like leaving Perth mm. in what three years or oh, something like yeah. that. It's, uh, yeah, it was it was weird. Um, but uh, I, I I did that and it was uh, it was it was cool. And that, thank you for to Cecilia for looking after my house and Anytime. my uh, my animals. Oh, um, yeah, Kat and I are very appreciative of that. And the the it's it's, it's weird though because whenever uh, we go away and Cecilia looks after our house, I swear to God, our animals like her more. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. I'm like the cool aunt yeah. that comes over and hangs out. I'm with not them. like a regular mum. I'm a cool, cool mum. Yeah. So we have lots of fun. Yes, they're, they're very very happy. And uh, yeah, I got to. I, I made. Every, I took Friday off work and Monday off work, and I literally used every second of that uh, because, uh, like, I flew out in the midnight horror. Uh, to get yeah. to uh, Brisbane. I, I actually I think I might be one of the few people in the world who like going on the Midnight Horror. Uh, the only <laughs> downside is, is whenever you get to your destination, your, your hotel mm. um, generally can't get into it until like the afternoon. Mm. And so I got into Brisbane at 5.30am. I walked out. They had a train ra- train waiting for me. Very nice. Uh, oh, here's Lewis. Yeah. Uh, go to Gold Coast? Yeah, no worries. Jump on our train. And so I took the train down. It was 40 bucks to get from Brisbane to just outside my hotel, hmm. uh, all via public transport. It was, uh, you know, you take the, this train down to um, a town called Helensvale um, and then you jump onto the, the light rail mm-hmm. uh, and the, the first two stops on the light rail was Parkwood and Parkwood East where I used to live in Parkwood, not in, in the East Coast but here in WA and would often uh, like type in Parkwood to, to uh, you know, get directions. Yeah. Um, and uh, it would always go, you know, the, the, uh, the one in Queensland. So it's nice to know where it is. There so, you go. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, got, got the, uh, the tram. I like a good tram. It's, it's good. Um, it's weird, though, because the trams in the Gold Coast, often you'll see people on there in bikinis. 
and not always women. So it was uh, it was very interesting, um, and uh, yeah, it was great. They have uh, Starbucks in uh, in the eastern states. What is the deal with Starbucks? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld there, but I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't think it's I've that. had it in America and Australia, <laughs> and don't get it. Well, it's the thing is like it's not you don't go to it's Starbucks branch, for good coffee, isn't it? You go to Starbucks for the flavoured coffee and particularly like um, if you're in America or in the UK, there's a thing out around Halloween called pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. And so that is a big, big thing for people to get. But for me and for Kat, it's the gingerbread latte that comes out at Christmas time. And so uh, we, we found that there was a you know, Starbucks that was you know, within walking distance. And so every day there was at least one uh, gingerbread latte had. So uh, it was good. And we're going... Uh, we booked a holiday next year around the same time. Uh, at just, for the ginger, just, just for the gingerbread ginger latte. Yum. So it's, uh, it should, should be good. But no, it was good fun. Went to, um, went to uh, Dreamworld and uh, got to meet koalas. We'd not uh, met koalas before or, or had cuddles with them, but uh, I do highly recommend it. Um, not well, I while. mean, you, you can do that here at um, Kahuna Park. Mm-hmm. Which is just near Byford, I think, somewhere. We've we've done that. We had a cuddle. I got to have a cuddle, and then uh, at Cavisham, you can pay for that as well. Yeah. So you don't have to fly all the way to Queensland, Lewis. No, I understand well, you went for different reasons. Yeah, we've, we've, got a, we've got a friend who's a, a koala handler, and oh. she's the person that will be you know assisting you with cuddling the koala what in a, a photograph. Great job. And she's been doing there for 17 years. I think a lot of that's been with the koalas. Mm. Um, and uh, so she, she does that and she works with all these koalas. There's about 20 or so that they've got um, there. That, uh, yeah, because they, they um, only let them be on stage for a period of time, like 30 minutes at a time, and then they go and they chill out in the, their enclosure for the rest of the day. Uh, and then I think they can only do it so many days in a row and they have to have days off. And it's really structured mm-hmm. so that they, they make sure that the koalas are really well looked after. But... Yeah, it was it was amazing to go and uh, catch up with uh, with Beck and see see some koalas and um, we she also um, they've got dingoes there and they they take the dingoes out to like uh, go, basically take them for walks but you're not walking the dingo the dingo's just doing whatever the heck it wants and they're just oh, I thought you were going to say the dingo's walking you <laughs> well it is pretty much yeah because yeah. they they all dictate which way they want to go oh, yeah. and what they want to look at and what they want to smell and the handlers just make the sure they don't eat anything mm. um, and so they, they just you know walk around with them and so we got to you know pat dingoes and interact with them and yeah they're, they're amazing creatures mm. um, so that was that was really the highlight for for Dreamworld but we went to Movie World the next day and it was a bit disappointing because they uh, some of the big rides were shut down because they were like maintaining them getting ready for the uh, the, the holiday season yeah. and so there's a Scooby Doo ride which is like a um uh, oh, I've been on that one. Yeah. yeah. It's a uh, ghost train that turns into a roller coaster. Yes. So at one point you get into a, a lift and the lift goes up and then you're in this dark um, area and then a And then you fall backwards, track. don't you? Yeah. Oh, man, I've got a good memory. I did this 20 years ago. Well, we went on that one twice. Yeah. But it's been, <laughs> that was shut down because they were maintaining it. We didn't get to go on that one. Uh, there was this uh, Justice League uh, ride where uh, you're in a, um, a car and you've got a gun. 
and you're shooting Starro's off people's faces because Starro, if you've seen the Suicide Squad, Starro was the bad guy in that, and uh, so it's good. To, he's got a ride, but that was also shut. And <laughs> one of my favourite rides is the Superman ride, uh, and that one was also not working. Oh, uh, so yeah, so Cat and I got there and we rode. There was a Justice League roller coaster. This thing was massive. Like the uh, you, you guys know I like rides, but the um, the roller coasters uh, there gave me pause to think maybe I shouldn't go on that. <laughs> um, so I in the Dream World they got one called the t- Steel Taipan, and I was like, oh. Maybe I shouldn't go on that. That's, uh, that looks big and, and it's scary. And, and Kat was like, come on, you wuss, get on it. And so, okay, fair <laughs> enough, we'll get on it. But the, this roller coaster, you can ride it normally or you could pay 30 bucks and you could ride it in the back seat, which is usually the most whippy seat of a roller coaster, huh. and the seat spins. No thanks. So it spins while it's moving. Yes. That's too much movement for my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get car sick. I can't do roller coasters anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure if it like, because I never saw anyone actually riding it, so it was always locked into place. Mm. So I'm not sure if it's just like a free spinning thing, like if it's just ball bearings and then whichever way you're going, it's going to spin you whichever way, or if it's like got set kind of uh, motion. Yep. Uh, so that one was a, yeah, that one, was, that's a step too far. I just, <laughs> I'm not going to pay for that to start with, but I'm just not going to do it. Um, so we did the normal roller coaster there, and it's like the, the roller coaster starts and you're going forward and then all of a sudden it goes like backwards and then you go up this thing and then you really shoot forwards very fast. Oh, like um, a slingshot. Kind of slingshotting you, yeah. And, and so that one was good but then the one at uh, Movie movie World uh, which was uh, Justice Th- League themed one, mm-hmm. uh, again a big big roller coaster, the back seat faces backwards permanently so you could pay extra money to just be at the back of the roller coaster facing the wrong way <laughs> for the whole ride yeah no i'm good and so yeah again it was like yeah, yeah no no that's not uh, that's on so we did those two uh roller coasters um then we did the green lantern roller coaster as well uh which is kind of like a really updated version of a wild mouse um but it was oh, i remember that that from the royal show you mean yeah the wild mouse is just a roller coaster that uh, like no loop the loops or anything like that yeah. it's just like we going around yeah this that's one, more my style i think yeah but this one still did actually have a loop in it and did have like a twisty thing mm-hmm. but it was there's this one bit where you go around and when you're going around it goes under mm. and so it feels like you're literally falling off a cliff yeah and, and around but uh, no thanks I'm yeah good. i'm good but no it was it was it was quite good and then we did one other ride and then it was kind of like there's nothing else <laughs> and, um, and so we did some um uh they had all oh, they did have a uh attraction not an attraction a display there of all the batman movies so you go through and they go in kind of um did they go in chronological yeah we're in a kind of chron- chronological order so you went through the michael keaton films mm-hmm. and then into the val kilmer and then uh you know Christian Bale, so every Batman had, except for the Batman, had mm-hmm. a, um, I don't know, maybe they did. I think all the Batmans were represented in there. Cool. So that was, was kind of cool. We thought that was shut, but that was actually not shut, which was good. Cool. I think they were just going, oh, my God, Superman's down. Open it, open <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was good, but it was just disappointing there wasn't more mm. open and more to do. But they did say there's apparently four rides that they're going to be built by 2025. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, if you do want to go to Movie World, hold off for a few wait, more years. Wait a few years. Yeah. And if you're going on the, um, on the summer holidays, 
good to know that everything's mm. going to be up to scratch. Yes, that is true. If you, if you are going to go probably in you know, December, <laughs> I think everything's going to be going to have a spit and polish for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. I don't remember many of the rides and where I did what rides. I do remember the Scooby-Doo one because mm. we did it a, a couple of times and then I don't know... So that was at Dreamworld, was it? That was Movie World. Movie World, of mm-hmm. course, that makes sense. And then there's one, I think they call it the Giant Drop. Um, that is at Mo- that's at Dreamworld, the so Giant Drop. So I did the Gold Coast like in my very early 20s or maybe only, I can't even remember, maybe I was only 20. But um, I went there with some mates and during my time there, I almost died twice. So the first time was on that ride... <laughs> Um, it went up and I felt like my heart was going to explode because it was beating so fast. And you know how they say your life flashes before your eyes? It didn't. It was just, this is really lame. I am going to die on top of a roller coaster having a heart attack because I'm so scared. <laughs> how lame. And then, yeah, it was, and then it drops. Super frightening. The other time was uh, in the ocean. There's some mighty big rips in those um, yeah. yes. at the Gold Coast yeah. and I am not a very good swimmer at all. So I thought uh, while I was out there, I was really struggling and I was like, cool, going to die. This is, this is not cool. Uh, I was very scared and my, uh, my, fr- uh, my friend Angela noticed. She was sitting on the beach and she came like running over hero comes along <laughs> and she she saved my life she's like oh no biggie and i'm like nah mate i, I don't realize <laughs> saved my life i still talk about it obviously today and i say stuff like that to her and she's like oh no i'm sure you're doing fine i'm like nah i was definitely dying <laughs> <laughs> so you've got so, some bad memories then oh yeah i don't know that i'd go back to the gold coast <laughs> Uh, it's it, it's yeah. an interesting place. Like uh, people go on about their beaches, yeah. But to be honest, we have better beaches here in Perth, yeah. And they've just got like lots of it. It's just like you know, here in Perth, you, you kind of like you go to a beach and it's a small kind of area. You know, this is nice. Yeah. Whereas there, it's just like oh, there's miles and miles and miles and miles. But it's all just waves crashing and stuff like that. And, and it's rips. Not, yeah. So. It's if you want to go for a surf, then yeah, go go for gold. But really, as a yeah, a person who just wants to go for a swim, it's not good. No, not no. fun at all, uh, especially not for me. No. Um, but anyway, we we will, after the break, come back and have a bit of a chat. Um, let Cecilia have a bit of a, a mini nap. Excuse just, me, just, just yawning away here. It's all right. No one could hear you. I just decided <laughs> to call you out. Um, but we will be back talking about some uh, TV and movie stuff, so stay tuned. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So... Um, I've been busy doing all those exciting uni things. Um, so I haven't seen anything outside of the house. Definitely haven't left the house. I know you saw Wakanda Forever I and did. reviewed it, I think, last week. I'm going to watch it again tomorrow night. So my take from that, it was pretty good. It's amazing. Okay. Like, I think yeah. I think if you're a fan of the original Black Panther, you should watch it. Uh, if you're a, a fan of comic books, you should watch it. Uh, if you're a woman, you should watch it. It's a very, like, you know... This this, this thing is going to pass a Bechtel test, no problem at all. <laughs> um, if you're a fan of you know, Chadwick Boseman, you should watch. Just, just you should you know, watch it regardless of who you are. This is a great film. Well, see, um, 
years ago when it came, when the original came out, it's not years ago, but anyway, um, I think Bryce was still quite young. So I got to go out. was like, oh, look at me, I'm going out. And Chris had to stay home. And I think just because how things are, he's still not seen the first one. And I'm like, dude, it's like one of the best ones. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it hasn't happened. So I feel Zoom like down. we need to see that first. Zoom down, Disney Plus tonight. Uh-huh, yeah. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that, so, that'll be happening. On the weekend, date night. <laughs> go see it. <laughs> so, yeah, that um, that would be nice. I do have my final assignment due for the unit and I haven't started it yet, so I might be busy doing that. But anyway, <laughs> um, the what I have actually had a chance to watch is some stuff on Netflix. So one thing in particular is a movie called The Good Nurse. So, you know, I go on Netflix and I see these things get, um, suggested to me and I actually originally thought it was a TV series so I didn't even notice that it was a movie so I pressed play I'm like oh I'll just pop this on in the background while I was doing stuff because um, I'm always trying to do stuff um, but I couldn't do stuff because it was very very interesting um, Did you review The Good Nurse? Yeah we spoke about it a few oh, weeks ago yeah, sorry. That's alright you should, you should share your thoughts So I I have read after the fact that um, some people didn't enjoy it. Well, it's I don't know if enjoy is the best word, but um, they said it was a bit too slow, um, took ages to get into and, you know, all, all the stuff happens towards the end. And I do understand what people are talking about there, but um, if you missed the episode where Cecilia talked about basically... Um, I was not aware until I started watching it and they said something about 1997. I was like, I wonder if this is based on a true story. It is. Um, So it follows um, this this nurse, Charlie Cullen, who has been, um, well, killing his patients. There's no nice way to say that. And um, he's getting investigated and his best friend, um, who's also a nurse, Amy uh, Longren, kind of can't believe that this is the truth about her friend so so it kind of follows her journey of learning the truth and um you know trying to catch this guy out and doing the wrong thing um so you've got eddie redmayne and jessica chastain in it and i he was fantastic i think as that guy what did did you think he was good? Yeah, I. I it's interesting that people did, thought this was a bit slow. I was so engaged in this. Me too. Film watching Hence it, why I couldn't do yeah. the thing. Yeah, and it was more just because I put this movie on. I sat down with my laptop to do some work, and I actually <laughs> put this movie on in the background. I was like, "Oh, I'll watch it. I love Jessica Chastain. Love Eddie Redmayne. Both so, brilliant actors." But then I was like, glued to so the TV. So we officially had the exact same experience. Yes. We'll put it on in the background. Yeah, didn't get anything done. No, I was so engaged because. I was interested to see how Amy was going to deal with this scenario because yeah. they formed this friendship and he seems on the surface like a really nice guy and he, he kind of is, but obviously he's doing some really bad things and yeah. it's just that dynamic, there's like, there's that friendship. Two, two people inside him. Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. And it was more just like how is she going to deal with this mm. and you know, she's kind of being pulled into this situation by detectives who want her to kind of watch him and, and, and mm. things like that. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I was engaged throughout and I thought it was a really good film. Yeah, me too. Mm. All right. Well, that's both of us saying it was a good film. I I would have given, I I guess, if I'm going to score it, I'll give it um, four IV bags. Mm. Um, but it's, I also ended up watching the documentary about... Um, the the real guy oh, I didn't and they, know there was yeah one. I didn't realize cool. there was one either but it 
it got suggested to me after I had watched that. <laughs> Didn't watch it straight after because it was like 11 o'clock at night. Um, but, yeah, it, it, they interview Amy and, um, yeah, it was really interesting to, to see um, the real Amy and her perspective on things and it was, it was very, very cool. So um, that's on Netflix. Um, you saw a documentary. I did. A new documentary called Greenhouse by Jost, which had a special screening at Luna Leaderville um, about a week ago, but it's officially opened in cinemas now, select cinemas, so you probably can't see it everywhere, but I'm sure it'll make its way online. But it's a feature documentary that follows uh, this zero waste campaigner, Jost Baker, as he builds this self sustaining home, um, this ecosystem that provides its occupants with food, water, shelter and energy. And at the beginning, he notes that, you know, we throw out 30 to 40% of waste mm. daily, food, etc. That's a lot of things that we're just... Yeah, Bryce knows of. about that because I Good. keep telling him... No, because I keep telling him if you keep wasting this food... I'm going to start taking your money out of your money bank, uh, out of your money. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If, I, if I make something for you because you've asked for it and then you don't eat it, I'm going to take money off you. Oh, that's <laughs> serious. But there was a, a restaurant called Silo and it was billed as the world's uh, first zero waste restaurant. It's, it's now closed, but he expands on the concept of that. So it follows uh, Backer. I keep calling him Baker, but I think it's just Sorry, and uh, it follows him and celebrity chefs Matt Stone and Joe Barrett, who build up a pop-up zero waste home in Melbourne's Federation Square. Uh, so they use all these recyclable materials and low impact processes, and like the wall panels, for example, are made from compacted hay. Oh, that's cool, uh, which is interesting. And instead of a concrete base, which you know, cement production mm. is a huge carbon emitter. Yeah. I didn't know that, but they use a battalion of these, you know, upcycled plant pots filled with soil uh, as an anchor on the building. So they put them on the roof. Yeah, and so hold it the holds down. the building down. I like that you've used the the word battalion. Does this mean lots? Lots, basically, like I, the whole I, roof. I appreciate the use of battalion. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's just they fill it with plants, vegetables, etc. And then, um, yeah, the worms that feed, that are in the soil, mm. um, feed the fish that are in these aquaponic pods. And then, like, the fish poop goes back into the gardens that produce the fruit and veg. Mm. And even the humidity from the shower is designed to go a certain way to um, look after or help these mushrooms on the wall grow. Right. So everything is so thought out. And Matt and Joe, these celebrity chefs, commit to living in this for a year uh, while hosting dinners for the public. And they only use what they can produce at the home. But yeah, it's all so interesting to see the microsystems or the ecosystems come to play. And I guess throughout, the only thing that you don't really get is an insight from, you know, environmental experts mm. or builders or architects who might expand on this. It's more from Joss Backer's point of view. And also they started this pop-up restaurant during the COVID-19 mm. pandemic. So there was a lot of delay with the, the building. So there's a yeah. bit of that in there. But it's fascinating to see the thought that goes into this. I think the only thing I wondered while watching this was you would have to have a lot of money to be able to build something like this. I think Matt Stone is pretty flush yeah yeah 
celebrity chefs. So mm. I think, yeah, together combined. But, you know, the everyday person might want to try and do something like yeah. this but wouldn't necessarily be mm. able to achieve that. But, no. yeah, it's a fascinating watch. And then to see the house from, you know, start to finish and what it looks like at the end and all these mushrooms on the wall and plants everywhere and aquaponics, it's just um, really cool. It sounds like a very high-maintenance house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just thinking, like, if there's mushrooms on the wall, like, you know, what happens if, like, dust is in the air and it gets on the mushrooms? I guess they would just wash them. But <laughs> I mean, it, it would... Because lots of dust is just human. Yeah, that's true. Cells. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it would be a full-time job mm, taking care mm. of this house, we, hence why they live in it and they grow everything. Then they take it all and feed it to people who dine there. So, so yeah. I really thought you were going to say who die there. Who die there. Who so die. I'm assuming most of the meals, all the meals are vegetarian meals then in that well, case. Well, they grow fish. So there's fish. Oh, so there's fish um, yeah, but most of it's plant-based and fish. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I can't recall. I don't know if they... They order in like meats and things like that. I can't. I didn't see that side of it. It was. You would think just... they wouldn't if they were going to do like a, a fully sustainable. Yeah. Because the whole idea of fully sustainable would be to, well, I mean, they do talk yeah. about removing, not eating meat because of the methane and yeah. the amount of water and grain to to you know grow the grains just to feed the animal and then mm-hmm. to just slaughter and eat it. Yeah. So from I what mean, I've seen, it was just fish and plants. Yeah. But I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. if they've got like uh, all, all this, you know, stuff being grown and stuff like that, there'd be rats and stuff like that that they could they, they could, could cook harvest. up. And eat. <laughs> I was just wow, a couple mm. of birds up there, yeah, yeah. raccoons, yep, mm-hmm. little pigeons. Mm-hmm. Posse might like you know, as long as it's over the boundary, it's fair game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's walked into the garden. It's there. Yeah, <laughs> it brings new meaning to ratatouille. Hey, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, so we grow the vegetables. The vegetables attract the rabbits. We eat the rabbits. It's like it makes sense. It I, makes sense. I I like. What you're yeah. saying there yeah. Roof makes rabbits. sense. Don't know if I'd eat a rabbit, but um, yeah. Have you eaten rabbit? Um, probably. <laughs> oh, okay. well. Because the reason I say that is my my granddad uh, when uh. when we were kids, like uh, they he'd serve us up a lot of different things that he knew if he told us what it was, mm. um, we wouldn't eat it. Mm. So he'd say it's tiger, and we're like tiger, that's awesome. <laughs> Let's eat. Although you know, really dumb that's... kids, we're thinking like yeah, we didn't think about like uh, endangered species. <laughs> we were just thinking tiger, that's amazing. And so yeah, we'd eat the tiger, and it was probably rabbit or tongue or something else that uh, <laughs> that we probably wouldn't have eaten had he told us what it was. Well done, granddad. Yeah. Tiger. So, how would we score this? Um, I am going to score this. Obviously, out of mushrooms. Three and a half mushrooms. There Three you go. Three and a half mushrooms. Three and a half mushrooms. Dusty mushrooms. Dusty so, mushrooms. did you say? So, it's called Greenhouse it's called by Juiced. Greenhouse by Jost. 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 Sorry, I've written his name down and I've just read it like. like yeah. Um, like Boost? No, I um, spoke about this briefly last week before I had watched the documentary and I called it Greenhouse by Juiced. <laughs> and then I sat down to watch the documentary and it goes, I'm Jost Backer. And I'm like, oh, it's Jost. How embarrassing. <laughs> um, but Jost Backer, actually, I believe he used to live in Perth and I think he had a, a restaurant here for some time. So oh. um, there you go. But he's definitely one of those people who's, yeah, one of those zero waste uh, dudes trying to save the world, you know? Well, good on him. Yeah, good on him. One I'm, step at a time. I'm What's amazing the amount of people will... Um you know, get, go to the, the shops and buy those, like, you know, f- frozen dinners mm. or that you just chuck in the microwave and then you, you reheat it, then you, you 
you know, throw eat it and throw it in the bin. Some of my colleagues do that every day. I was like going, it's it, it's not hard to mm. to just like you know, have something in a Tupperware. Like, or like or, yeah, have leftovers from yeah. last night's dinner. And yeah, it's a a lot more yeah sustainable way of doing things because yeah, my bowl or the Tupperware just goes home and gets reused, and um, you, you do that kind of thing. But um, yeah, a lot of people just rely on the convenience of mm-hmm. stuff we just throw away. Um, but it's good to mm-hmm. I mean now that I've been to the eastern states um, after we've kind of had this like you know getting rid of the plastic you know single use plastic thing here in Perth it's so weird when you go to the eastern states and there's like plastic everywhere yeah oh really yeah uh, because um, I remember my my friend is from Adelaide same friend I was talking about mm. before um, she came over here years before we got rid of the um, the no plastics and stuff Um yeah, and she was surprised when we went shopping and she's like, what on earth are you people doing? Mm. And now um, they've just announced, I think, that Red Cycle, who were recycling all the pl- soft, soft plastics, plastic, yeah, yeah. can no longer take them because they've got too much of them. Mm. So that's terrible. Well, it's not terrible from, from their point of view. Um, I'm not telling them off like bad you. I'm just saying we've got so much plastic um, that is single use that we can't recycle at all, and mm-hmm. it's it needs we need to move away from from that sort of stuff. Mm. That everything is packaged, everything is packaged, yeah. so it's uh, really difficult to get away from it. And a lot of the uh, like the plastic that we chuck into the recycling bin, a lot of the recycling stuff that doesn't get recycled here in Australia. Mm. That goes in the shipping containers, goes overseas, and somebody else recycles it. So I think we need to, like, as a, in Australia, is like figure out how we can recycle the stuff here, so we don't have to have the cost of shipping it somewhere else, where mm-hmm. they're going to put it into their landfill. Because making it someone else's problem is not solving it. <laughs> I think the, that that possibly has to do with the fact that um, wages are lower elsewhere, mm. yeah. so we would be paying a, a livable wage, and it becomes difficult. But anyway, that's why I'm not a politician. <laughs> all, like I would, n- I already don't sleep very well. If I had to like think about this stuff too much, I would just never sleep mm. at all. Um, but anyway, we will be back momentarily. Um, but did you say that this was playing at Luna? This is at Select Cinemas. It will be playing at Luna. Yes. Awesome. Correct. Um, because we are going to play uh, their sponsor ad. So there you go. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Sometimes people come in and you're just like, maybe you should just go home. Sorry, I shared way too much information with you guys. Uh, no, it's air. fine. You just need, if, you, if you're not feeling well, you know, you just... What are friends for, right? <laughs> I know, just share and share alike. Poor listeners are like, what are they even talking about? Uh, anyway, the nothing. things that happen off air. Happen, hoppen, hoppen. Hoppen off air. Hoppen off air. Hoppen off air. Uh, we won't be hoppen off air for another half an hour. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, like I said, I've not been leaving the house at all, so I've watched some more stuff on Netflix because we've gotten rid of uh, a lot of our services because the mortgage crisis, it's just the mortgage thing is just becoming ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, lots, of, lots of cutbacks. Um, so I have been watching the third season of Unsolved Mysteries. Did you watch any of that at all? Am I by myself completely? I... Tend to avoid. I'm. I tend to avoid this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, you like horrors, not like, real life yeah. horror. <laughs> fake horror. I like fake horror because real horror is too scary. Yeah. Isn't and Lewis, strange? I know you probably have never watched Unsolved Mysteries, although 
we grew up in an era where we used to sneak out when our parents were not realising it and watch TV when we weren't supposed to or our parents were like, yeah, whatever, watch whatever you want, I don't care uh, because they were like, you know, it's the 90s um, and you watch stuff you shouldn't have watched and Unsolved Mysteries was one of those things. I, I loved uh, Unsolved Mysteries uh, because it reminded me of uh, like Ripley's Believe It or Not um, which is a, a museum I visited in the Gold Coast uh, last weekend um, because that, that's what it's all about. It's like you know, freaking people out about yeah. stuff, which is very trivial. Is Unsolved Mysteries about serial killers or is it like mm. Unsolved Mysteries about like phenomena? Bigfoot. It's, no, oh, no, 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 I like no. that stuff though. It's, no, you'd have to pick and choose. Some of them are about unsolved murders or disappearances. Some of them are about aliens. That's of, the stuff I like. One of the, so we used to watch it when we were younger um, with the very creepy music um, and Robert Stack's really deep voice um, and they've got, you know, they're producing new ones for Netflix and uh, yeah, there was one about ghosts this season and there was one about aliens and I think there was an alien one in the other one. So I, I just, I, it's one of those things again that I'm putting on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. So I'm absorbing half of it um and then my friend who's obsessed with all things ghosty um she suggested 28 days haunted which is again on netflix um and so you know who ed and lorraine warren are yes so they had this theory that 28 days staying somewhere is when the veil is lifted between the like the dead and the not dead, uh, d- oh. living and the not living. Anyway, so there's this, they they challenge these three sets of people to go and stay in the, like, you know, paranormal investigators. I'm like trying to figure out the terminology. Um, stay in these particular places over 28 days. They tell them nothing about the history of the place at all and see what they end up getting while they're there. Um, and it's really interesting if you're into ghosts and, you know, believe they're real and stuff. I'm sure if you don't and you think it's all, you know, rubbish, then you're probably not going to enjoy it. But there was um, a, a, a set of paranormal investigators who were led um, down to a basement and they found um, newspaper clippings mm. that were shoved inside um, the wall and it like it appears that the guy who had murdered the people in there was getting in and out through this manhole and like living in this weird basement thing and he had cut out an article about a murder he committed and like shoved it like Ew. like right into the wall. So it, it had been sitting there for 60 or 70 years or something. Wow. That's yeah. creepy. I know. So if you're into that stuff, that was cool. And then I started watching Inside Man the other day. Um, and I'm surprised, Lewis, that you haven't started watching it because it's got David Tennant in it. No, not literally, uh, I think it was last night, Kat was going, uh, oh, my God, this show's got, like, David Tennant in it. And, and Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. And um, I think there was someone else. Oh, no, it was, is it Moffat or someone like that who's involved in the production of it? I um, can't quite remember. But she was like, why have we not watched this yet? And so I was like, I don't know. I'm going to bed. There's only four episodes. I've only watched one episode. Um, the part with David Tennant in it 
it's like almost two stories. There's there's a guy in jail played by Stanley mm. Tucci and he's a criminologist. Um, it's co- like the idea and the plot behind it is ridiculous and completely unbelievable, but he's basically um, trying to solve things from the inside what? and then David Tennant's on the outside. So his story is really interesting and every time they go back to Stanley Tucci, even though he's really cool and I love him, for some reason that part of it is not capturing me and they keep using this music to transition between David Tennant's story and Stanley Tucci's story and it's like we get it like this is you don't need to play that song every single time we get it you're moving from there to there mm-hmm. I, I get I would get it if you did it once during the movie at uh, the show or like at the end but not like every single time that you're transitioning between the two it was getting really annoying um but it does kind of follow the whole you know when one bad thing happens and then it just keeps snowballing and how we kind of lack that kind of story. Like, mm. oh, no, don't do that. No, oh, no, what are you doing? So that's why I particularly like the David Tennant story and plus it's David Tennant. So I've only won- watched one episode but because there's only four, I definitely will be watching the rest of them. So, yeah, but that's it. Like that's literally all I've done apart from get my marks back from assignments. I did very well. Did you, did you well? Did you? Um, ah. Yes, I did. You did? Good job. Um, Yeah, I'm going to toot my own horn. Why not? (laughs) Uh, My tutor has asked me to, if they can use my my assignment as an exemplar for future students. Oh, that's really good. I have to give permission because it's, because it's a piece of writing, an original piece, Mm -hmm. you know. It's your IP. It's like. Huh? It's your IP, intellectual property. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to sign away, like, you know, copyright and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm – I don't know about that. What if someone steals my idea? <laughs> so I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Excellent. Good. That's really awesome. I know. I was very surprised and happy. <laughs> and, of course, it was my piece about Vanco. Oh, Because you know how I'm obsessed. That was, the, that, was that the one that oh, you got me to read as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was like the like the roughest of drafts that you read. Mm. So yeah, wasn't awesome. the finished piece. Well whatsoever. on your well on your way. I know, toot my own horn. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned ghosts before, and uh, when I was uh, when I was on the plane, uh, I watched. There was two, a ghost on the plane. There was. That would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be scary, man. Um, no, uh, when I was on the plane on the way there, I watched um, the South Park uh, post-COVID special. Oh, who knew that existed? That yet? Not me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's. Is it a long special? It, there is it's like two specials, yes. one and one sixty. They're both sixty minutes long. Yeah. So um, it takes place most of it in uh, in the future where uh, the the boys are grown up. So you get to see what the, they're like as adults. That's cool. Oh, um, that is cool. But Kenny's dead. Well, <laughs> isn't he always? Big surprise. Um, because uh, yeah, he was um, going back into the past mm. to stop COVID from happening in the first place. <laughs> Um, and so it's it's interesting seeing that the boys fall out and then like you know, how they kind of try to resolve things and stuff like that. But it was just it's all the same kind of stuff from South Park because South Park must be what, over twenty years old at this yeah. day, at this point. Oh, it's um, more than twenty years old because I remember 
cutting stuff out from magazines and putting it on my like folder at school. Right. Yes. And I was at school in the in high school in the nineties, uh, so yeah. late nineties, late nineties, yeah. guys, late nineties. But it's had it's amazing the longevity of this show, mm. um, and it's still like the same. It hasn't evolved. It's still the same. So yeah, um, it's still so politically incorrect. But I don't know. I enjoy watching mm. it. It's one of those shows you can sit back and just have a laugh at. Yeah. I have not watched it in years. Oh, I'm so up to date that I have not seen these, but I'm excited because oh. it's like new things to watch for Did me. Did you see the Streaming Wars one? No, no so, I am a little bit behind. Yeah, actually. so there's two specials: yeah. the, the Stream Wars and the COVID. I didn't watch the Stream Wars, but I watched the the, the COVID, and that was a uh, very very funny. But then I was like, oh, do I want to watch more South Park, or should I find something else? And then I saw on the uh, Qantas, uh, uh, you know, entertainment app thing mm-hmm. um, that the American version of Ghosts uh, was available. Uh, I think just the first season. And both Rachel and I have spoken about Ghosts before. Mm. Um, the the British version where it's the uh, these two people that inherit a an mm-hmm. old uh, you know country manor, um, and they move in, and the the place is haunted. And initially, they don't really you know notice because you know they're ghosts, and people don't see ghosts. But then. Um, one of them has an accident, knocks their heads, and that just knocks a part of their brain where they can actually see, hear, and interact with ghosts. I think she may have been dead for a second. Yeah, that's right. She was dead for a second. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a great story and it's a great TV show. It's like four seasons long. Four seasons. I binged it in a week. A yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, it's good. The and British I'm, one? I'm surprised you haven't seen it, to be honest. I feel like I have and I've just for some reason not watched it but it does sound like a husband who's like you know looks up like trying to look at the ghosts while he's talking to them and they're like we're not we're we're not up there yeah (laughs) it's just it's very very funny it is it's it's very very good but the the american version we knew existed Mm -hmm. but we were like oh will it be any good uh and then because i don't know americans they have to remake foreign things because americans won't be able to understand English. I mean, um, Mary is pretty difficult to understand sometimes. She does have all that really old English. Yes, quite right, quite right. Um, so they've, remade, they've made a version of Ghosts in America um, and it's uh, it's uh, really good. <laughs> like, oh, really? It's, it's really good. Well, it's really, really good. Well, you see, the thing is, it's... It's like I'm a garage guys. The first episode very much the same as the first episode of the uh, the uh, British series, but that's the same way. Like if you go and look at the first episode of The Office, that's pretty much the same, and then it like kind of takes off, and then it becomes its own thing. Mm-hmm. Same I, thi- I was just thinking about that. Sorry to interrupt. I was thinking that's my thing. I like to do it. I don't. It just happens. Yeah. I can't help it. Um, what was that? Um, uh, Life on Mars. They yeah. did an American version of that and I think because my dad and I were avid, like massive into it and we tried to watch the first episode and we're like, nah, we're out. And I don't know if that ever became its own thing but blank mm. faces tell me that you don't know anything that I'm talking about. Well, I know the original Life on Mars but yeah. I don't know if I watched the, the American version or not. Sometimes um, I wish I could go back in time and have never watched certain things and Life on Mars. No, 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 that sounds really bad, but Life on Mars is one of those things I'm like, so you get to rediscover it again for the first time and I feel kind of the same about the British ghosts. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see this. Well, there is one way of, of like uh, you being able to do that, just live long enough. 
and you'll be able to do it. Oh, and I'll forget. Exactly. Right. Yes. yes. No, no one in my family has that stuff going on in their brain, so <laughs> knock on wood, I won't. Um, the, but the cast in, uh, in this, uh, you've got Rose uh, McIver, and um, did you ever watch Zombie? The, uh, it was um, about this girl who gets, uh, becomes a zombie, and she works in a, in a morgue, and she's got to eat like parts of people just to like, keep herself alive. But when she eats human flesh, um, she kind of like has flashbacks about what happened to the people. It was a, um, it was a like a case of the week kind of a, a show. But yeah. it was it was kind of cool. She's, so she's in this. Uh, Utkash uh, Am, uh, Ambukar is also in this uh, as well. He's a comedian. Um, and I'm don't, what uh, things has he been in? Uh, you know, Britney runs a marathon. Uh, free guy. Oh, I know um, that guy. Yeah, generally speaking, he's going to be perfect. Yeah. I think Pitch Perfect, yeah. I think he's like, uh, you know, kind of a bit part player in most things, but he's the you know, second fiddle in this one. Um, and then you've got the uh, the ghosts. Uh, so you've got uh, Brandon Scott Jones, uh, who plays Isaac. And Isaac was one of the um, uh, soldiers in the Revolutionary War. Uh, and he was on the American side. Uh, and you know, you know in the uh, British version of Ghosts, you've got mm. that soldier. Um, oh, yep, yep. And you know he's gay, but they never really, uh, like, they never explicitly yeah, say it it's yeah. just like but this guy is like you know for episode one they've camped him up a lot more oh that annoys me um but it's, it's kind of it's different the way they do it so okay. so it's different um you got rich moriarty who's playing pete now he is a carbon copy of the scout leader character who gets killed with an arrow through his neck He's like one of my faves, man. Yeah, so he's really the only one that's exactly the same as his character in the in the British one. Uh, you got uh, Danielle Pinnock plays Alberta, who is a um, jazz blues singer uh, from the like twenties or thirties. Uh, then you've got uh, uh, Sheila Caruso who plays Flower, so she's obviously a hippie from mm-hmm. the um, uh, the uh, Woodstock kind of era. Uh, you got uh, Thorin Finn, uh, who's played by Devin Chandler Long, and he's a Viking, which is very interesting in America. Uh, Feeling very inaccurate. Yeah, well, you got no. Apparently, Vikings did visit there, so yeah. There's a lot of white here. There is a lot of white here. I'm wondering if they um, actually going to have have more um, ghosts introduced over time. Um, Rebecca Wisoki, okay, yeah. uh, who plays Hetty, uh, and she's like the the more formal, um, you know, older school kind of uh, character. Uh, Roman Zagorov play uh, Saspis, who is a uh, Indian. Um, so yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm sorry, say that again. It's a uh, what's it? A sas sasapis. Uh, you mean Native American? Native American. Yes. Oh. Yes. My yep. apologies. Yeah. Sorry. Native American. Um, so yeah. So you've got different kind of um, you know people you're dealing with, different kind of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was the first. As in the first couple of episodes, very similar to the the British version. But then you know, there's some that uh, take you on a different kind of tangent. So. Um, yeah, I enjoy the British version. I love it to death, but I'm happy there's another version I can watch to see, like kind of an alternative reality mm-hmm. version of it. If that makes sense. I am just surprised that there's only uh, one black character. I don't know. It just seems odd to me. But it, I guess the other thing is like, um, you know, you have a look. You look at the the British one, and they've got all sorts of different kind of histories mm. Mm. and um, they've got a Native American dude here but they've got less of the like the diverse kind of history or like a shortened condensed version of of um, 
You know. Oh, they do have a pantsless guy, but instead of being a politician, he's a Wall Street broker kind of person. Oh, well, that's important. You need you, every every uh, TV series needs a pantsless yeah. guy. And I think I think the other guy wears underpants, whereas this guy doesn't. Uh, but you don't see any any bits. He just he he doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good news. <laughs> I, I I think you need to probably watch a trailer, uh, Cecilia, and I see if so. you have seen it because I'm. I'm surprised. It's right up your alley. I feel honestly. like I try. I feel like it's a show where I put an episode on, and I, I just... did that too. I watched an episode. I was like, "This is not for me." Yeah. And then I was like, "You know what? I'm going to try this again." And I watched the first episode. Binged in a week. So there you it's... Go. maybe I need to re-go back, re-go back. I think. Go back the... and have a look. <laughs> well, a few of the seasons are on ABC, and a few of the seasons are on. Stan. Stan, thank you very much. Oh, and if you want to watch the American version of Ghost, that's on Paramount Plus. Oh, thank you. So I won't be doing that anytime soon. Uh, we shall be back in a moment. So if you're listening live on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, um, we were just playing a sponsor for Remembrance Funerals, which seemed appropriate after talking about that TV series. Um <laughs> It, it happens. Um, and also, if you are listening to us via the podcast, um, you should know, you probably do already, that we have a few different podcasts. Diz Down Under is another one, um, which is weekly. Yes. And also Tangent City, which is just when it happens. Yeah. It used to be fortnightly and then it just life happened. Life Life happened. Um, but you can go and check out uh, all those sort of things on the Gentleman of Pop Culture. And, hey, maybe you've only just found us. There is a plethora of, you know, Tangent Cities to go back and re-listen to and you can binge them. Could you imagine binging us? Mm. Binging it's, us. Like we binge every TV show. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird concept, but people probably do it. Um, yeah, but anyway... Speaking um, of binging, yes. I, um, I've been binging American Horror Story, the new Ooh. season, season 11 is out, and I don't know if you guys have ever watched any American Horror Story oh, at all. I have not. I, I, I have, ma'am. Excuse <laughs> which, me, hi. Which, which, which ones have you seen? Oh, so, the first one I saw was the circusy one. Oh, Freak Show? Freak Show, because I liked the idea of it, mm-hmm. and then I was like, this is a really cool show. Tried to watch Asylum, just because I thought that was probably going to be the next kind of thing that I'd vibe with. Couldn't get into it. Tried mm. to watch the first season, because I was like, maybe I should just start at the start, and couldn't get through it. Uh, tried to watch Hotel, couldn't watch it. So I officially think I'm just not into this and that the freak show season was just a standout. For you, yeah. yeah. Look, I think there's, you know, there's hit and miss. I enjoy most of American Horror Story and there's some that I don't necessarily enjoy as much. But, you know, I thought I'd give this one a go and I was quite drawn in um, with this one. But this series takes place in New York City uh, in the 1980s and it centres around um, a serial killer who's targeting gay men. And you've got this kind of guy, Adam, who is worried that his missing roommate might be one of the victims. Uh, but the cops aren't really doing anything because it's, you know, 1980s. They're all homophobic. familiar. <laughs> uh, except you've got this guy, Patrick, who's this gay cop. Uh, he's closet and doesn't really want to expose himself, but he wants to try and hunt down this serial killer and his partner Patrick is a reporter who is also hearing about all these murders so they kind of team up to take care of it themselves rather than involving 
the police. But the other thing is, is that a lot of the times in American Horror Story, you do have like this side story or the B story, if you like. But you've got Billy Lord is in this as well, who... Yeah has been in a few seasons of American Horror Story, but I feel like a lot of the characters uh, are very, the actors, like Sarah Paulson and yeah. Evan Peters. Interestingly, this is the first season without Evan Peters and Sarah Paulson, which uh-huh. I thought I was not going to enjoy mm. because those have always been really standout characters for me. So I was a bit disappointed not to see them, but you get that. But he, that's okay. He's already just played somebody, uh, a murderer say. who kills And he's played lots people. of killers throughout American Horror Story <laughs> anyway. He's very he's creepy very good at it. So, Sorry, um, Evan. <laughs> but yeah, Billy Lord plays this doctor who discovers this abnormal virus that's infecting this island and then notices the symptoms in mostly queer patients. And they don't, like, they don't say it's AIDS, mm. but you can tell it's kind of trying to represent mm. the AIDS uh, virus, which obviously was discovered in the 1980s as well. So there's that kind of backstory happening there. But it's interesting to have this virus take place too and, you know, kind of within the COVID pandemic as well. But, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I mean, American Horror Story has always been very gory. It's always been very, um, you know, below the belt kind of stuff. And not everybody loves it, but I, I enjoy it. I find it, yeah, quite entertaining so um i think there's a couple more episodes left which i'm looking forward to finishing off and um i've just started watching uh, hotel again because i've oh. seen i've gone back and watched re-watched the ones that i've liked i think um roanoke was a really good one there's cult uh which was a really good one which kind of centered on the um <laughs> presidential campaign um which you know it didn't explicitly mm. say donald trump but it was Donald Trump and there was, you know, this kind of um, cult that was similar to, you know, um, Charles Manson and all of those bits and pieces. So, yeah, I've always enjoyed it. There's been a few that I haven't necessarily loved, but, um, yeah, I do like the anthology type thing. Well, what was the one just prior to this? I don't know anything about it. I can just see that um, the wonderful Frances Conroy is in it. So They did, um, it was a double, oh, what was it called? It was called like Double Story. Um... Ah, they had there was two parts to it. There was one part and then a second part. Because uh, Billy Lord's in that one as well. Where, where did you find um, American Horror Story? What's American it on? Horror Story is on binge. Oh. Uh, so yes, it is there. But the one prior to, I will get the name in a second. It's been so many seasons. Uh, it was called Double Feature. Sorry, ah. it had two parts to it. One was about um, vampires or creatures similar to vampires, and then the second part was about aliens. So, so that was quite cool. Um, just we've got to go. I just realised the time. Uh, just so quickly before we do yes. go, uh, just um, wanted to say it was very sad to hear that Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, died this past week. Um, oh, I reminded you because I said Francis Conroy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. If you've ever watched Batman the animated series, if you've ever played the the Arkham Asylum games, he, this guy has been the voice of Batman for decades. Mm-hmm. And whenever I read comics, that's the voice I hear in Batman. So, um, yeah, so sad he died so young. Mm-hmm. He will be missed. Yeah, he he was quite young. Mm. Uh, well, I suppose I felt like he was quite mm. young. But um, yeah, that that is very sad. Um, anyway, stay tuned um, if you are listening to us live. Quizzy's uh, just walking in the door with all his uh, stacks of crates that he's, he's going to be digging in. <laughs> um, and we will be back next week. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.